In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Over the last several studies, we have looked at these seven individual churches in Asia Minor found in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. And before we move forward into Revelation chapter 4, before we go to the, to the rest of this story in the book of Revelation, I want to back up for just a moment and I want to just do a quick flyover, if I may, of these seven churches to see not just the churches, but Christ at work in these churches. Back all the way up to Revelation chapter number 1, where is the Lord Jesus? Right now, where is the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, immediately we say He's in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. That's true. But He's not just there, friends. He's here. He's not just praying for us at the right hand. He is also purging us and working in us right where we are. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 12, John turned to see the voice that spake with him. And being turned, he said this, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now we've identified now that the candlesticks were these seven churches. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Where is he? He's in the midst of his churches. When you begin the first church in Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 1, you read this, Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. He's not just in the middle of it, he's walking around. Why would he be walking around in the midst of these seven candlesticks? Because he's working in his churches. Friends, everything God sets in motion, he sustains. Everything he begins, he finishes. For example, he created the world, but he didn't leave the world to itself. No, he now sustains this world. He continues all that he set in motion. The same thing is true of the church. He founded the church, but he didn't found the church so we could do with it what we want. And he didn't found the church so the devil could do with it what he wants. He founded the church so he could work in it, on it, and through it. And today, the founder of the church is still walking around in the midst of the churches. Now the Lord, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit here, gives us seven individual churches. Now that word seven is mentioned, I think, about 54 times in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's significant because it teaches us that God is a God of design and order and truth and perfection. That's what the number seven is. It's a number of wholeness or completeness. So when you look at these seven churches, certainly they were individual churches, but they were also representative of the church age that we're living in. So many people believe that these seven churches prophetically represent seven ages of the church's progress under the end of the age. For example, if you start with the church in Ephesus, well, what was the church in Ephesus? That was the, the church right after the time of the apostles. And so just after the first churches uh, in the age of the apostles, the apostolic age, this would have been the next age or the next step. And God's great message to them was, you've fallen. You're not where you ought to be. You're not where you used to be. And then you come to the church of Smyrna. Now, that was the persecuted church. And in history, there was a wave of persecution that came upon believers. 
Uh, that led then to the church at Pergamos. Uh, what was the church at Pergamos? The church at Pergamos was a church that allowed false doctrine to come in. And if you study church history, you're going to find there was an age in church history where lots of cultish things and error was allowed into uh, local assemblies that led so many people away from the truth of Christ. That immediately then leads to the church at Thyatira. What was that? That was the papal church. Do you remember that woman Jezebel? Do you remember the, the paganism uh, that uh, made idolatry uh, prominent within churches? Well, that's represented by the church at Thyatira. Now that leads then to the church at Sardis. And people see in that the Reformation age when people uh, were again awakened they had a name that they lived, but they were dead. And so God said, remember and repent. And that leads then to the church at Philadelphia, the church of the open door, that, that era of, of great advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ and spiritual awakenings that we read about in history. And that, of course, then culminates in the church of Laodicea, the, the last day's church. We may say this, the present day church, because this is really the age we are living in just before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, we're coming to chapter 4, to the second coming of Christ, and we're looking forward to the Lord Jesus coming back and catching the church away. But may I ask you a question? Do you believe Christ is done with His church? Friend, if the Lord was done with what He wanted to accomplish in His church, we would already be out of here. So why has the Lord not come yet? There must be some work the Lord is doing in us and some work the Lord wants to do through us. So let's take this simple imagery that we're given in Revelation of the church as a candlestick. If Christ is walking in the midst of the candlesticks, what do you think He's doing there? Well, candlesticks must constantly be tended to. You see, a candlestick, occasionally, the wick gets so low it doesn't burn brightly anymore, so someone must trim the wick. Uh, someone must provide, if it's a lantern, uh, the oil from which that wick can burn continuously. What is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying to us that He is working on us so He can shine through us. He's the light of the world, and yet He says that we are like candlesticks. We are now the light of the world. What's the principle? What's the point of it all? It is this. We're to be doing what the Lord Jesus Christ did when He was on earth, and that is shining the light of God in a very dark world. If you read and study these churches, you're going to see it was dark in every age, and yet Without question, it gets darker and darker and darker because evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we are, we are winding down. This world's not getting better. It's winding down to what Jude called the blackness of darkness forever. The world is getting darker. But don't you think that while the world is getting darker, the church ought to be getting brighter? Uh, that no matter how dark it is in this world, the light of the gospel can still pierce that darkness. I want to say to you, this is not a, a day to shift into neutral. This is a day to advance. This is not a day to sit around and cross our fingers and just hope it's over soon. This is a day to say, by the grace of Almighty God, we want to get the light out. We want to see the world reached for the cause of Jesus Christ. You see, Revelation is a book of evangelism. You're going to see that when you get to the last page. The Lord's still preaching the gospel and giving a gospel appeal. Why? It's not just about who's already in the church. It's about the Lord using the church to reach the world. It's not just about us, friends. It's not just about you going to heaven or, or me missing hell. It is rather about all men hearing the message of Jesus Christ. And the only way that's going to happen is if we allow the Lord Jesus to be thorough with us. So would you do this today?
people? Would you ask the Lord Jesus to walk very near to you and your church? Would you ask the Lord Jesus to, to trim your wick? I'm thinking of a message Jesus gave himself to his disciples when he said that a, a broken reed he would not break and smoking flax he would not quench. He meant by that what some people throw away he works on. And so when he walks by the candle that's just smoking, instead of just putting it out, thank God, he trims the wick so it can shine brightly again. I believe that right now there's a great purging going on in this world in local churches. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is at work right now in his churches. And do you know why? Because the Lord Jesus wants his churches to burn more bright, uh, more on fire than they've ever been, so that at the end of the age, more people can come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Yes, Jesus is coming, and this is our moment. We must not miss it. We will never have it again. Ask Christ to work in you and in your church today. And by the grace of God, allow Him to work through you. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.